Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. In the course of this podcast, you're going to hear us demo the brilliant new Absolute 80s Quiz app that you can get. Uh, And it's a brilliant little distraction if you're bored. Uh, Richie asks me the questions with slightly catastrophic results during the course of this programme. What I'm going to do is a little teaser for the end of the podcast. Stick around at the end for a little lock-in. I'm going to ask Richie the questions on this app. Let's see how he gets on. Okay. Listen, I hope everyone's doing all right. I want to start the show with a bit of bush-breaking news. I've got me a vaccination jab tomorrow morning. Get in. Out the blue. Well done. Uh, I, well, this is how it went, right? So we had a, we were meeting with our boss, Paul, and he was saying, have you had your jabs yet and everything? He checks in on us a little bit like a GP. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that I am of an age now where... I'm now, uh, it's it's on for me to go and have a jab and Richie yeah, isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, it's funny because like you you are eligible for yes. the whole, um, hey, get in touch, get get yourself an app, uh, a jab thing. I can't do that yet. This this is killing me actually, it's actually killing me. I'm just <laughs> over the border. But yes, I'm in there first. Weirdly enough, in, in uh, Leon C South End area where I live, uh, we have to go to Cliff's Pavilion, which is where you'd normally go and watch a pantomime. Yes. It's going to a big theatre. Which is interesting, uh, but it's kind of come up out of the blue. I, I put it into the computer and, and it's given me two dates really quickly. So I've got the date for tomorrow for jab one, mm-hmm. and I know in a couple of months' time I'll have the second jab. I've got both dates, which is kind of cool. But firstly, I just wanted to check that it was mandatory uh, that you have to post a photo of your vaccination slip on social media afterwards. <laughs> so that's you've got to do that, right? Get I in the think car. You have to, yeah, yeah. Take a little photo of that. But in all seriousness, though, I just wanted to see if anyone's got any tips for going and getting your vaccine because I put a tweet up joking about it earlier on and quite a few people were saying oh brace yourself for being in a bit of trouble for the rest of the day or the next 24 hours which I wasn't expecting I think different people from what I read go uh, you know in different ways some have a few effects some don't have any at all I'd love to give you a tip mate but I'm not eligible to put mine <laughs> stop <yet>. doing this <laughs> even our producer Adam can't have it either so it's just me at the moment so I'm like the, the first one uh, out of the home time team to go you and have our, it our, our home time canary down the mine I am big time but it, it seems to me as well that it's mainly men that have been coming back to me saying oh I felt terrible you're not fellas alike with the whole illness thing so is it, is it something that maybe it hits fellas harder? Yeah. Another cross for us to bear, guys. <laughs> huh? To be even-handed, there are loads of people who are encouraging you and saying, hey, have mine done, had absolutely nothing whatsoever. Uh-huh, yeah. And there are obviously some, yeah, because we, we all know, this ain't the secret, some people, it you know, affects them more than others. Um, but I love this tip from Lorraine, from the very posh-sounding Tulls Hunt Major. What a cracking name that is. Great name. This is, I think this is a very valid tip. She says, my tip would to be wear short sleeves to make it easier for the injection. If you're a person like myself, who I find when I'm trying to take off a jumper, everything rides up. Yeah. And that is that is embarrassing, you know. So go in pre-prepared with short sleeves. That's a good idea. I might take the whole top off. Go tops <laughs> yeah. off like a bit abroad. Uh, Georgina says, had mine on Saturday. I'm still feeling ill. And no, I'm not a fella. We were insinuating earlier on maybe it's a male thing. Although Joanne says, three people in our house had vaccines. One had a Pfizer, two had AstraZeneca, not a single side effect between us. Barry asks, do you get a lollipop? Yeah, it should be a little cube of sugar. Until you mentioned lollipop there, I was actually just thinking to myself, we're 18 minutes in and we're actually sounding a little bit grown up today. I know. (laughs) Well, I mean, you used to get a lollipop at the end of uh, having, uh, like, finishing your breakfast at uh, Little Chef. I'd love a lollipop. Wouldn't that be good? I will get you a lollipop for tomorrow's show, whatever happens. Things are looking up. 
I don't speak on behalf of the Cliffs Pavilion, but I do speak on behalf of this person who's texted to report that you do get a kick out of a bottle of water. What? Well, that's what they got after their vaccination. Come on, surely there's something. Whether it's a cube of sugar or, um, I don't know, lollipop, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Ken in Motherwell says, Bush, treat your jab as an opportunity. Get blind drunk tomorrow evening, as you're <laughs> going to feel rotten the next day anyway. Make the most of it. It's not exactly what we're after here in I terms of medical advice. Uh, we've got Mary on the line. Mary, have you got a tip for me tomorrow? It's um, get it done in the opposite arm that you sleep on. That's a really good point. The opposite arm to what you sleep on. Just asking, yeah. like, just asking Richie right now. Do you have an arm that you sleep on? Because I don't know if I do. Yeah, I do. I sleep on my right arm, and I like to point east. <laughs> <laughs> Only you would say that, Mary. Oh dear. Oh dear. I don't. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I favour an arm. I've never really thought about that when when I sleep. No. Have a little think about that, um, because well, you can wake up in the middle of the night and be really painful. Um, And just have some paracetamol water and some food supplies to hand. Brilliant. I'll go down there like Ray Mears with a backpack and a khaki (laughs) outfit on. But you probably won't be poorly, so just think positive. But the, the main one is get it done in the other arm, I would say. Joke aside, I think I, I would say that most people do sleep. If you are right-handed, you would sleep on you sleep on your arm that is uh, your more prevalent <laughs> arm. No, because that's 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 the strongest side of your body, isn't it? Okay, so don't get yeah. that one numbed. Chris Waddle probably yeah. sleeps on his left side. That is a good point. The, um, this is a side phone in on what we're talking about this evening, but. Do you sleep on the arm of what footed or handed you are? Please clarify. Text the show 81250. Mary, thank you for being part of this. You do? Yeah, thinking about it. As you said that, I do sleep on my right arm, yeah. Chris Waddle, get in touch. A lot of chat about getting it in certain arms. Yes, we've gone down a bit of a, uh, a shoulder-sleeping wormhole. As you do. Uh, we were speaking to uh, Mary earlier on, who was saying, don't get it done in the shoulder that you sleep on. Uh, we are trying to find out... Uh, <laughs> we're trying to find out what side Chris Waddle sleeps on. Uh, because Bear with us. <laughs> my theory is, is that if you're right-footed, right-handed, you will sleep on your right shoulder because it's the stronger part of your body. Uh, by default, Chris Waddle, left-footed footballer of the 80s, should sleep on his left shoulder. As it so happens, a home-time listener knows Chris Waddle and has sent us a screenshot yep. of a WhatsApp message to him asking if he sleeps on his left shoulder. So, fingers crossed. Watch this space. Hopefully, Chris Waddle is going to confirm or deny Richie's theory about sleeping on the same shoulder that you are handed. So, so many things going on tonight. Uh, This text here says, I'm right-handed, but I sleep on my left side. It's nothing to do with being right-handed. It's all to do with the fact that I don't want to face my wife whilst I snore. So, it's like politics involved there as well. Tricky. Uh, You've been very generous with your advice in this first hour of the show. We've got Jade on the line right now. Jade, what do you do? I am a COVID vaccinator in King's Lynn. You're the person doing all the injecting and that. We're getting a bit of intel from people this evening about the possibility of Kit Kats or lollipops or cubes of sugar after you've had the injections. That is that a thing? I would have eaten them all if we had any. So um, wow. that's not a thing. You Fake get a news. sticker. Okay, I'm not having a tooth out. I'm having a proper <laughs> injection in the army. No, the sticker's the best bit. I've got like five of them now. It's great. Is there any uh, any tips you can give me for... I'm a bit nervous about tomorrow. Is there any, any kind of advice? So, most importantly, get your paracetamol beforehand. Right. Take the next day off work because you're probably going to have a headache or just use it as an excuse. That's what a lot of people do that don't get the symptoms. There's me going booking it on a Friday. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I always ask my people is, 
What side do you sleep on? Get it on the side that you don't sleep on. Wow, this is go. becoming quite common advice. So you you really do, when you go to bed tonight, make a note of what side you end up falling asleep on. I can't... Yeah, I, I, I made the mistake get... with my first one, so I fixed it with my second one. OK, what was that like, doing your first ever... Inge- have you ever injected anyone before that? I hope not. No, I used to work for the ambulance service. So I used to answer 999 calls. Oh, wow, and now you're, like, on the front line doing the injecting. And people are okay. Some people are weird with needles and stuff, aren't they, as well? Yeah, but we just make sure that anyone that's nervous, they tell us. And it's really important that they know that they're not in a rush. We'll take time. If we have someone that has fainted before, we have somewhere where they can lay down and get it done instead, or somewhere just private and quiet. A chaise long, or whatever it's called. That'd be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Okay, well, listen, that's amazing to speak to you, Jade. Thank you so much. Good, Good intel. Yeah. Wonderful to speak to you too. Bit of breaking news just in. Listener Richard has just sent us a screenshot of a WhatsApp reply from football legend Chris Waddle, as we just teased him before. And he does indeed sleep on his left side. That backs up the theory. That's incredible. Richie's theory that you maybe sleep on your dominant side. Like we've always said, the home time show, music, laughter and science. Sadly, it has happened again. Uh, despite my better judgment, I was walking past uh, newspapers in the uh, supermarket this morning uh-huh. and uh, I spotted that on the little uh, little shelving there, there was an offer that said, free with every newspaper that is bought. The UEFA Euro 2020 official tournament edition Panini sticker album. Oh, wow. Bush, I've gone and done it again. And this, to me, I I can't believe I've succumbed once again. The only time I have ever completed one of these things was Mexico 1986 as I finish off my time in primary school. And here's a little theme from that era, Mexico 86. Takes me right back. Aztec Lightning. I have had no success at completing that, or to be quite frank, completing anything since 1986. So why I think that in 2021 at 43, I'm going to do any better, <laughs> and, and why I even think that this is a, a sensible spend of money, I do not know. But I've succumbed once again. Uh, the team at Retro Castle have tweeted saying, uh, Richie should get the European Super League album. Only three stickers to collect and nine discontinued super rare ones. Right, OK. There People still having a pop. Okay. It's great to have something, though, that you've, you've completed. I mean, I, I find at the moment with anything in life, I'm like always on to the next thing and got two yeah. or three things going on at once. So I kind of like those days back when you were a kid. You had one interest that you're really into and you finish it. And maybe, you know I mean? maybe once again, you say as a kid, maybe that justifies the fact that why, you know, why I'm still, you know, trying to do this. We had people yesterday who were talking about um, uh, things that they do that they know is for kids, but uh, they're doing as adults. And yeah. They've started the albums and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to hear from people that actually have completed things, whether it is whether it is a sticker album or like one of those magazine ring binder collections or a, a game. Well, I've only ever completed one video game in my entire life and I've been playing video games since like the 80s and that is L.A. Noir, the right. one uh, which is like the one set in like the, the 1940s, 1950s, that kind of like a detective game. Yeah. So out of all the video games I've played in my life and I've played hundreds, I've only ever completed one. This actually has got a great typo in it, but I love it. I've collected all of the teeny terrapins from Minder Surprise in the 90s. I think what they mean is Kinder Surprise, but I love the idea of, of Minder having like a, a collection series. I could be so good for you. Do you know what, they, just as an aside, the, uh, the egg, the talking head out of the uh, King, Kinder Egg 
adverts from the eighties gave me nightmares. I can I can believe that. Do you remember that he had his own language, Yebo Shaky, Chock a Doodle, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, Dan in Basingstoke, which he calls Amazing Stoke, uh, is it though? Uh, he's texted to say I completed the Back to the Future sticker album. I did cheat, sending off for the last ten to complete it. Does that count? You know, we've had a lot of text in from people who have also completed Mexico '86. Yeah. Maybe that's the fairest of the albums. Maybe the no offense to the the sticker market going forwards, but maybe things have got a bit tougher to complete it these days. And I would say, if you filled in the form at the end of the book and you've got to only ten left and you sent off for them, I don't think that's cheating. I think they're, they're, they're happy for you to do that to to, to make it complete. It's so fair play. It's ratified. This text says, "Hi, both. During lockdown, I've completed on my own and in one sitting." Vianetta for lunch, <laughs> says Matt in Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> uh, 8, 12, 15 for your text tweets at Absolute Radio. Danny, you used to collect, didn't you? Yes, mate. My dad used to do like a bit of um, odd jobs at the weekends, driving vans around and stuff, like helping people move house and stuff. Yep. And he used to get a lot of petrol from an old garage called National Garage. And they had um, a load of Smurfs. And every time he filled up, I'd get one. I managed to complete the set. But then I had to get rid of them because we found out they were full of lead paint and poisonous. <laughs> God bless the 70s. God bless the 70s. Fantastic. Brilliant. You wouldn't catch that these days, would you? No, not in a million years. <laughs> Mackie, what have you done? Well, you know, I have a collection of... Well, I'm sure many people have, but I've got the complete collection of Now That's Buckle Music. Ooh, well, so what numbers do they go? To, Tell us the numbers. Well, one, we started one, and then we're on to 108 now. Mackie, I reckon... Do you know what? You say you reckon a lot of people have done that. I don't reckon a lot of people have. I think that's quite an achievement. Yeah. I quite like it, but my family think I'm a little bit sad doing it. I don't. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, how does it work? Because I always thought you could tell by, like, the number, what the year is, but it seems to accelerate over time, because it's been going since, I don't know, like, the early 80s, but how can it be on number yeah, 108? About 83. Well, you know what? The, the, I think they used to do it every year. And then it went up to two, and now it's three times a year they do it now, so the numbers don't necessarily correspond with the years where it started. Oh. Do you uh, have a favourite Now album? Do you know what? Now 10. Vintage year. Look it up right now. Do you know what? I, used to, I remember having those albums, and the best thing was was opening up, I don't know if you've got them on vinyl, but opening up the vinyl and then reading the sleeve notes about all the different acts. Oh, There's yeah, a little photo absolutely. of them and everything as yeah, well. Yeah. I think they are better in the vinyl, but... Uh, but I got the vinyl CD, and we even went on to mini disc as well. So, uh, so you've got the lot, and then you can obviously download, which is all right, but it's not as good as opening something, is it? It's, if we uh, judge now ten by the first song on the track list, I don't think it's favourable. <laughs> Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé's Barcelona. Oh, I tell you what, though, they're belting that out, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Now, have you got yourself the brand new Absolute 80s quiz app? If you love quizzes and winning stuff, then uh, this is what we've launched. And there's prizes to be won every week. Uh, test your 80s music or TV or films or sport or general knowledge. If you just want to waste time somewhere and win Amazon vouchers at the same time, this is perfect for you. Search Absolute 80s quiz in your app store. You can listen to Absolute 80s through the app as well. Ooh. And there it is. Bush, I have it downloaded on my phone. I thought it would be uh, a nice little thing to test you out on tonight. Do you know what? Um, I need a bit of like a, a confidence booster because we talked about this the other week on the show. Do you remember we uh, I sat through the chase or something like that, didn't yep. get anything right. Then it was uh, Mastermind, didn't get anything right. Then University Challenge just went and put the kettle on. Pick a category. Music, TV, film, general knowledge, sport or random. What do you want? Let's go TV. Okay. 
TV. All right. I like that there's categories. That's cool. It's a good start. Right, I'm going to hit let's play. Let's give this a go. Connecting to server. Right, who played Michael Knight in TV's Knight Rider? David Soul, George Peppard, David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Correct. Who was the main nemesis of Inspector Gadget? Judge Claw, Professor Claw, Dr. Claw? Dr. Claw. Uh, which show depicted seven construction workers leaving Britain to travel abroad for work? Alf, we the same pet. Don't even need to give you the options. Count Duckula was a spin-off from which children's TV show? DuckTales. That's not an option. Danger Mouse, Postman, Postman, Pat. Post, post. <laughs> Super Ted, that'd be a terrible host. What were the three there? Danger Mouse, Postman, Pat, Super Ted. I didn't think it was any of the three. Time's up on that. Mm. On which island did Jim Bergerac work for Le Bureau des Extrangers? Oh, I'm always getting these two confused. Is there options? Isle of Lewis, Jersey, Isle of Wight. Jersey. Correct. Which sitcom starring Adrian Sorry. Edmondson? <laughs> That's a bit hard. <laughs> Rick Mayle, aired between 1982 and 1984. Bottom. No, the young ones, or the old one, I've answered for you, the young ones. Look, this isn't meant to be done on the radio. You're meant to do it on the bus in your own time. I'll get across with you. You're answering too slowly. Too many of them are timing out because you're useless. I've got I've got some big Count Docular questions to ask whilst we go into this next song. <laughs> Uh, I've closed down the absolute 80s uh, quiz app in protest of the mess that you were making of it, but it, it, isn't, it is an absolutely brilliant app. So many, so many different categories. You've just got to be... Uh, it's best to be playing with yourself than rather than quizzing somebody else. Well, there's some advice for you, everybody. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I, I'm one of those people that's so stupid, even though it's multiple choice, I'll guess first before the multiple choice comes up. It's a brilliant thing, though. If you're bored oh. today, have a little look. And uh, do you know what? In honour of the absolute 80s quiz app, which is such a great thing that you should try, uh, we thought we'd dedicate this final final hour of the home time show uh, to questions about the 80s but not necessarily of the quiz variety but more of the mysteries of the 80s so if you grew up in the 80s and it's an amazing time for pop culture and stuff like that are there any unanswered questions or strange things from the 80s that you would like an answer to for example was there actually a ghost caught on camera in Three Men and a Baby. Do you remember that? Yes! Was that a ghost? Everyone thought it was a ghost. That, it, that, I'd love that answer in. It was an amazing film. But yeah, we'd never really got to the bottom of that. Did they ever really truly get to the bottom of who shot JR? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's kind of still out there. And another question, did the Mysterious Cities of Gold cartoon ever actually end? <laughs> It's went on forever and ever and ever. Les, far as a question. Did anyone ever get shot in the A-team? It seems to me there was a lot of gunfire going off and all the bullets always seemed to be behind the people who were shooting at. That's a very good point, and they were forever being locked in uh, warehouses with uh, an abundance of things they could make stuff out of. I know, it was almost as if it was set up to be like that. I feel like the A-team themselves never suffered any injuries. Yeah, they were all OK, I think, no. weren't they? No, and I don't think any of the buddies ever got shot either. <laughs> <laughs> Say that to their faces, Les, I dare you. No, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dean wants to know, why in Back to the Future 3 mm -hmm. didn't they just drain the fuel from the other DeLorean? That's a good point. That is a really good point. It's a question that is still, I'm afraid, we've been met with a, 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 a stone wall of silence yes. from the, the film companies and... By Jingo, we've written some letters to them. Can I chuck in a question as well? An unanswered kind of 80s yep. thing. Do you remember Harold Bishop from Neighbours? Yes. He was standing on a rock. Yes. And he, get, he got washed off a rock. Yeah. And then he just turned up years later. Completely. Yep. I don't feel like there was a, a proper explanation as to how he survived. And the irony is, I do believe that the actor who plays him was also one of the scriptwriters for Neighbours. Really? So yes. he, he's in the inner sanctum of this? He is. He almost wrote himself back in in an unanswered way. Uh, Ian says, did the kids from Dungeons and Dragons to the cartoon ever make it home? 
Another unanswered question. Simon is actually trying to answer a question. Says the ghost on Three Men and a Little Lady was actually a cardboard cutout that was hiding behind the curtain. No, no, no. That's what they want you to say. That's what the man up there wants you to say. That's 5G mass. That's Ian Brown, mate. Have we got Nick on the line? Nick, what would you like answered from the 80s? I don't know which planet they were on, but uh, I, I wanted to know whatever happened to the soup dragon from the Clangers. <laughs> right, now, Clangers Kids TV show, what did the soup dragon look like? Oh, uh, no, I don't think it was ever seen. I think it was just a voice down a hole, I think. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now, now, Nick, you might be able to answer this one for yourself because I'm going to give you a steer here. Uh, Michael Palin has revoiced and remade The Clangers and there is a new version of it still going on CBeebies as we speak. And I put it to you that Michael Palin might be the soup dragon. Oh, <laughs> Excellent. Well, my, my two kids are 18 and 20 now, so if I catch them watching CBBs, I think it's a bit worrying. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't, Nick. <laughs> well, very true. Right, here's the bit you've all been waiting for, the equivalent of a pub lock-in. I'm now going to ask Richie the questions from the Absolute 80s app and see how he gets on. Category, please, Richie. Music, TV, film, general knowledge, sport or random? General knowledge. General knowledge. Right. Are you ready to go? Here yes. we go. Let's play. Which of these events occurred in 1985? Bucks Fizz in Eurovision, the fall of the Berlin Wall, sinking of the Rainbow Warrior. Rainbow Warrior. Uh, what was the most notable characteristic of the Israeli military man, Moshi Dayan, who died in the 16th of October 1981? <laughs> was Albino, he wore an eye patch, or wore a long beard? I might have picked the wrong category. Albino. <laughs> uh, in, I don't know whether you're getting these right or not. Does it tell you? It will tell you at the end of the round. On the 24th of February 1989, the funeral of which Japanese emperor took place in Tokyo? Hirohito. Jiu-Jitsu, Akihito or Hirohito? Hirohito. Uh, which Canadian entertainment company was founded in 1984? Cirque de Etoile, Cirque de Lune, Cirque de Soleil. Cirque de Soleil. Last one. Thomas Kianali's 1982 Booker Prize winning novel Schindler's Ark would go on to be made into which 1990s film? Schindler's List. It wasn't Forrest Gump or Braveheart, that's for sure. Well done. Actually, you've got to go through 20 of them before you can... Yeah. Oh, what do we do? We've got songs recorded. What was the name of the German pilot who landed his private plane next to Rod... Red... Say Rod Stewart. <laughs> oh, it's gone to the next one. No! The Toxteth riots took place in 1981 in July in which city? Liverpool. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Herbert Jones and Sergeant Ian McKay were the only recipients of the Victoria Cross for service in which conflict? Falklands, Boer War, World War Two. Falklands! Uh, which actress was due to be in the original 1981 musical Cats but dropped out and later appeared in the 2019 film? Go on. Maggie Smith, Judy Dench, Judy, Julie Andrews. Andrews. Uh, during which war was Thomas Kianali's 1982 novel Schindler's Ark set? Second, first or Korean? Uh, second. OK, that's the end of the competition. So, uh, yeah, join us here. We're working through quite a few questions. We've contruncated this so you've not had to sit through it, but um, it's gone a bit long. It's gone like a, um, you know, Trivial Pursuit when that um, that goes on a bit in the evening. <laughs> well, in fairness, we have been saying to people, it's good, it's, it's something to pile the bus. Yeah, if you're going to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> National Express coach. Um, right. I got 75% correct. You need to get 80% correct to enter the draw for the uh, Amazon 
uh, voucher. So, oh, how are you? How do you feel about seventy-five? I don't think I question mastered you particularly well. I feel I got most of my answers correct when I was answering them myself. Yeah, I think you handicapped my performance. It's like, um, what's the fella called on Mastermind? Magnus John- Magnuson. Yeah, it's like him, but being distracted by a laser pen. Magnus Magnus is very dead. It's the what's the current guy? Well, he's actually just handed over as well, isn't he? J- John, John Humphreys is handed over to Clive Myrie. It's a bit like Clive Myrie being distracted by a laser pen. Well, I'm not proud of this particular bit at the end of this show. Uh, if you're still around by this point now, God, just God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs>